0: Welcome to Season 2 of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs Podcast. I'm Chris, and if you're new to the podcast, we're three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, welcome back. We'll keep things similar to Season 1. After all, if it isn't broke, then don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our Season 1 content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at craft beer Cons, Send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at CraftBeerConnoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler,
1: and I'm Brett Longless. Today's producer,
0: Pierre. Pierre. Bonjour, Pierre. Bonjour, Bonjour Pierre. So in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing the Paris Beer Company out of, you guessed it, Paris, Ontario. Uh, no. Perry, Not, not France. Not oh, France. Not no. France
1: no. no Perry. And uh, guess what? We're going to be having two beers today. Oh, no oh, way. Yeah. We're, we're breaking <laughs> script. No way. Uh, the first one is Mill Race, which is a Bohemian Pilsner. And the second is from the Tagwerk brand, which is a whip beer with quince. Oh, very mm. nice. Mm-hmm. To finish up today's episode, we're going to be touching base on a bunch of
2: different sports.
0: All right, so let's talk about the Paris Beer Company. So it's located at 31 Mechanic Street in Paris, Ontario again. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's good, r-
2: good to qualify. That. <laughs> yes. good.
0: Yes. Don't go to France. <laughs> you're not, not going to find it. Uh, so it's right near where the Grand River and the Nith River connect. So if you're a river connoisseur and you know where the rivers connect, then there you go. <laughs>
1: it would be in Paris. Right near the brewery.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs>
1: That's it.
0: Uh, so the brewery and tap room is uh, just to the left of the huge Wincy Mills building, which has been in existence all the way since 1889. Uh, and uh, where there's a year-round local market which offers local meats, crafts, and other
2: neat things. Yeah, it's a nice area, and we'll get to that in a bit, I'm sure. Uh, It's founded by the uh, brothers Ken and John Edgar, along with their wives, Jennifer and Marcia. Uh, Marsha, Marsha, (laughs) Marsha, and good family friend slash brewmaster Christian Von Der Heed, I believe is pronounced uh, Uh, correctly-ish. Correctly-ish. We'll we'll see, we'll see. Uh, The first taste test opening actually um, Halloween of 2020. And the Edgar family mm. um, has had their hand in all the local farming community for seven generations. So they've been in the area for a long time.
0: So since 1889, basically. The, yeah, have, sounds about right. Yeah, it's <laughs>
1: maybe even longer. Pretty well it, yeah. Uh, so the brothers also have a hop farm called Von Edgar Hop Farm, which, where, as you might have guessed, all the hops that are using their beers come from. No yeah. way. Yes. So they also have the plan to keep the business thriving with their, within the family, as Ken's son, Tobias, was enrolled in the Brewmaster program at Niagara College. Nice. nice. So, you know. Onwards and upwards, as awesome. I say. So the brewery is a perfect blend of the farming community uh, when it comes to the Edgar experience with hops and Christians over 35 years in the beer industry, which includes wow. working in, yes, a long time, yep. Germany, Belgium, England, Ireland, Kenya, Vancouver. Mm. And he was also the former president and CEO of the Cybele Institute of Technology. Oh, I'm saying Cybele, right? Uh, in Chicago, which has been one of the elite brewing schools in the world since 1868. Wow. wow.
0: Yeah.
1: So you want to know what he does now? What does he do now? So he's now also the C- chief operating officer of Brunswick Bioworks Bio Bio in Toronto, and also finds time, you know, when he's got time, I guess, right. <laughs> to farm him 110 acres on Cape Chin in the Bruce Peninsula. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Busy. He yeah. is a working man. He is. I go to work and I do a
2: podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We,
0: we thought we were busy. So I, I guess with his 35 years of experience, like these are probably going to be really you know like refined beers that were happening. traditional yeah. refined mm-hmm. yes yeah. for
1: sure yeah.
2: yeah yeah and that's that's just it i think th- what you see here judging by the experience of germany the belgium the england is you're not going to get these kind of like funky dunky ipas right yeah. it's going to be very traditional kind of very uh, traditional back to the roots yeah. of 1800s uh, yeah. beer styles right
0: so, the owners of uh, Paris Beer Company wanted to create Paris's first taproom brewery with a focus on quality beer. So, obviously, hiring Christian, I think, you know, that...
2: Check one? Yeah, yeah I think,
0: absolutely. Um, I think so. So, basically, the brewery includes a tasting room where the product, the beer, obviously, can be enjoyed with small bites and great ambiance. So, we'll, we'll get into exactly what the brewery is like in a little bit.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, a big note that Paris has done is hired Janice. I love
0: Janus. Do you? Tell us about Janus.
1: I will. So it is a machine, not a person, it's a machine, (laughs) uh, that features mask recognition technology that alerts for non-compliance of mask wearing requirements. So if a customer is not wearing one or isn't positioned properly, it will notify both the customer and the staff. Hmm,
2: Janus, love a good compliance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You would too. It also monitors body temperature. So, if you have a body temperature of over 37.3, it will audibly notify a staff member to come over and complete the process again with the final decision being left up to the staff to let the customer in. Yeah. Obviously, when restrictions allow people to be inside. Right. Yeah. Now, I think one of the coolest
2: things that Paris does. Yes. So, we mix the traditional beer style with maybe something a little bit more modern in terms of technology and kind of funk. Um, on their website, the breweries created a Spotify playlist playlist to go with each beer yes how dope is that
0: it's actually very cool so i and i listened to uh a few of the the playlists i'll be honest some of the songs like i've I've never really heard of um but it's really good to 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 hear some of the music to understand like what the the i don't know kind of like what the the mood you should be in for the beer you know what i mean right yeah
1: yeah, yes. I like that. So in terms of what they're doing now, so they actually have a new international collaboration brew project uh, with the Queza Craft Brewery. So it's actually Rwanda's first craft brewery. Oh, wow. Yes. Rwanda? Rwanda, oh, yes. Nice. So yes.
0: going back to his roots maybe in Kenya, Kenya, right? Exactly, yeah. right. So
1: obviously, we'll share more information about uh, how you can help them out and how you can share with them. But uh, yeah, so there's actually breweries across three continents have united to make uh, beer using sogram, which is a local gluten-free raw material from Rwanda.
2: Nice Yes. All right, so they do have a full-fledged kitchen, um, and they've got some great food there as well. and maybe I'll talk about that in a bit here, but let's do uh, some of the just kind of the stats on. It. So um, for Untapped, there's 23 beers that have been created by Paris, uh, Barenko, which is nice to see because um, again, very traditional. And it's not like they're just mass producing a bunch of different beers to get them out. They very mm-hmm. stick to what they know.
0: And we should mention that they're relatively new. I think they opened in 2020? October. Yeah.
2: And So they, they are very, very new. And um, I'm f- somewhat around that area frequently. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad
1: that they're there. So, Brett, how many have you had? So, this is actually, I didn't go back and look at uh, the previous 33 episodes we've done. Uh, but this is actually one of the Ontario breweries I haven't had anything from yet. Wow. Oh, sorry. I thought we were clapping.
2: I <laughs> uh, neither there's Chris either. So
1: yeah, I mean. so
0: I haven't had any either. So you and I, Brett, we're in for a treat, I think. Yes, I uh, think so.
1: Trying our first Paris uh, beers absolutely. today. Yeah. So as you can probably guessed, um, Tyler's winning. Yeah. Much. He doesn't really win often <laughs> in terms of beers consumed, but he does this one. Yeah. Uh, so you said five. So tell me about the five beers that you've had. Yeah, I've had a Lazy Dog, uh, their
2: Bach, their Oktoberfest, because I was there actually in October as well which was the uh, wheat beer, mill race, uh, salty stinger sour, because I'm big sour, and that's a goza, and then barnyard bully Chris. Uh, you've had zero, right? I <laughs> yes. have had zero, yeah. So
1: the producer... Has had both the barnard bully, which is an IPA, yep. and actually, he's had the tag work with Quince. Nice that we're gonna have to Quince, pay, yeah. Quince? Quince. Quince, 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 Quince,
2: Quince, and we'll get there. We'll, yes, we'll get, get to the, the proper pronunciation. So, uh, yeah. myself and the producer have been there. Uh, the producer, uh, <laughs> has said the following so Pierre uh, sat outside on the heated patio, uh, because uh, it was during COVID, and even though there was in person, um, at the time they wanted to kind of sit outside, and it was quite enjoyable. Um, I believe he was in
1: the summertime though, so it made a little bit easier right yeah yeah always a lot easier instead I mean I'm not standard. like up and up in terms of what Pierre does but like I think yeah. it was the same you gotta get in that what, what's well, app group we, we have his but his I'm not unpound. a producer so why <laughs> right. I, you gotta, <laughs> I you gotta see what's job. going on you gotta yeah keep,
2: you gotta these guys get out of hand uh, apparently uh, so um as I said I was there not too long ago um as well and so I went with uh, a buddy of mine Spencer and his wife Chantel and and actually they're a little uh, newish born a child. So it's kind of a cool I don't experience. know what your definition of newish uh, is, new-ish. but okay. Yeah, yeah, I was newish, you know, in the past you know. few
1: years. Yeah.
2: And my fiance went to seven. Time. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's a, he, and, uh, he seven. It was one of his first brewery experiences. So oh, that's I, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I
0: was glad to be there. A moment he can remember. So have you been there just the one time or a, a few times? So
2: I've been there once, but I've had their beer a couple times okay. b- beforehand, actually. Yeah. You got
0: some takeaways?
2: No, well, yes, but no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my fiance's Nana, she actually picked uh, some up, knowing that, you know, big fan of the craft beer. Good so, job, uh, Nana. Awesome. Yeah, good yeah, job. Yeah. She actually came through with the lazy dog. So. Oh, nice. yeah. So again, the um, experience there, where it is in the Quincy Mills kind of area, it's it's beautiful. Um, also, great Chinese. A uh Chinese restaurant if you're in Paris and you want to get some uh, Chinese food. But uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to Paris, both Ontario and France. There you go.
1: Yeah, me. So I'll check out the Chinese food when I'm there.
2: Yeah, there's some good spots there, but uh, the brewery's in a nice location uh they've done a, a very nice kind of uh brewery setting um you see all the equipment there it's it's not huge um but again their food's good good soft pretzels we talked about it last oh, time no. it's, so not it's not soft like soft a good soft pretzel time, yeah and i don't know if that was just strictly because of oktoberfest but
1: they mm-hmm. they had that so well i was um,
0: going to say with christians german heritage i mean you got to have a soft pretzel right yeah.
1: now do they have good quality beer mustard they have great beer mustard.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, I look for in a pretzel. So when I was there, naturally, uh, we did some uh, some flights. So Spencer and I did some flights, and um, I mentioned the podcast. How many flights did you do? I, I did one in a bit. Uh, okay. So I mentioned the podcast, and I actually got a couple free tasters, and we... Kind of did the taste test between wet hops and dry hops and and how that changes the beer. So um, the owner's daughter, uh, who's a manager there, she came over and and gave us a whole kind of rundown. And that's kind of how we uh, hooked up with the connection here. But one thing that they do really well is with the flights is they put like a cue card Of information. And you're going to see that when we do the first beer um, coming up. So great brewery inside, great food inside um, and outside, um, as uh, producer Pierre says as well. So correct. We should move it along.
0: Yeah. So their Speakeasy bottle shop uh, right now is open from Wednesdays to Saturdays from 11 to 7. So obviously there's no indoor dining. Um, And then delivery, they do deliver free within the Paris area uh, and they have shipping available all around Ontario. Which is dependent on your location and the amount of your order. And we mentioned in our last producer special to you know take a look at your the breweries around you and uh, you know support them with buying th- buying their beer and having it delivered to you. So Paris is def- one of them. Paris yeah. is one of them. I would Absolutely.
1: suggest to purchase some Paris beer. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we're going to link their information on our social media so you can make those delivery purchases. And
1: speaking of beer, since we're a craft beer podcast, we should probably get on the first one, shouldn't
0: we? We
2: should. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thank you to Christian for the beers provided on today's episode. Yeah, yes, thank, thank you. Good, good, good. The first beer is called Milrace, which is a Bohemian Pilsner. It is a
1: 5.5% ABV and 25 IBUs. Nice. So yes, this beer is noted as an easy yet sophisticated drinking beer winning. On all occasions. So it must be Charlie Sheen. You know, <laughs> yeah, winning! Winning! <laughs> it uses triple pearl hops. And then this classic pilsner balances both maltiness with floral notes and noble bitterness. So just a little history lesson. Uh, most bohemian pilsners date all the way back to 1842. Wow. And it usually provides a soft body with medium carbonation. Now, Chris, as you mentioned earlier, you know, they have a playlist for all the songs. They do. And, you know, for all the beers. Um, so for the playlist for this beer, obviously, called M- Miller's Bohemian Pilsner. Do you think of one song it might contain to start off with?
0: Well, I can see it, so I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say uh, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody by Who Queen. Who could have thought, yeah. right? Very appropriate. And also
1: uh, Do You Believe in Magic by The Love and Spoonful and Drive My Car by The Beatles, just to name a few. Yeah,
0: it is a really good playlist, actually. Absolutely, yes, 100%. Uh, so on Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer connoisseurs, uh and on Instagram at CraftBeerCons. And the overall rating on Untappd for Mill Race is 3.63 bottle caps out of five with 287 check-ins. And the can, which we are drinking, uh, has 149 ratings with a 3.62. Um... Now, we mentioned we are drinking this out of the can, but this beer is actually also available in their online store in stubby bottles. Who
1: doesn't like a
2: good
0: stubby bottle? Yeah, I love a stubby bottle, which is very rare. You don't see that very often anymore.
2: Yeah. And we're talking, when we're talking cans, we're talking the 473 milliliters. That's right. This is correct, yes. So let's grab the can and the glass and let's open her
1: up. And Chris, what are we drinking this out of today?
0: So we are drinking this out of a Pilsner glass. Um, Now, Paris does state that it should be drank out of a Willy Betcher glass, uh, which is a German-style pint glass. I wasn't really familiar with this glass, to be honest, but we took a look at it. (sighs) What?
1: Chris? Not familiar with glassware?
0: But, but, but. It does look very similar to the Pilsner glass that we're using. So I think we're using the proper glassware.
1: So now is producer Pierre using the proper glassware?
0: He is. He is uh, with the uh, with the nice craft beer connoisseurs logo on Thank it. Thank you.
1: That's. I just wanted to pump us up again in terms of having the craft beer connoisseurs <laughs> logo on that one.
0: Well, everyone, make sure to use your proper glassware.
2: Very nice. Very nice. All right. So what do we see here on the pour? Anybody?
0: Well. What do you got? Uh, it's definitely, uh, kind of like a little bit darker than you would expect from maybe just a regular Pilsner, which, um, a Bohemian Pilsner that it is kind of darker. It has that darker malt and, and that malt character comes through more than in just a, a regular Pilsner.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm seeing a again, golden color, uh, not a whole lot of head retention, which is totally fine. I'm, a, I'm definitely a-okay with that. Yeah. I'm getting... Yeah, I, I have a I'm, decent amount, right. yeah. and okay. it
0: is um, kind of like a, a nice frothy, soft, yeah, frothy. Yes, nice. we had. It is
1: frothy for sure, yeah. from yeah. what I have. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: I'm yeah, I'm getting the same sort of thing. Um, uh, it's uh, not as dark as I thought it might have been. Right, no. um, it it is a little bit lighter and kind of that gold hueish uh, look. Ooh, a Pierre Ooh. coming through, looking nice with the glass. Look oil. at the carbonation! Look at that carbonation! Uh, yeah. Yes, you should get a boomerang of that. We actually, um, I actually just answered somebody's information on our question on Instagram regarding the uh, nucleation. So yes, uh, There we go. So fun fact for everybody: um, What are you guys getting on the nose?
1: Maltiness?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's not very strong to me, uh, like the the scent of this beer. But no, yeah,
1: it's, it's very basic, yeah.
0: Defi- sure. Definitely getting the maltiness. Um, and, you know, I would say it smells like a, a, a typical Pilsner, what I would expect out of a Pilsner Absolutely. at least, yeah.
1: All right. Well, should we taste it? Yeah, I, th-
2: I think we should. Good. Let's do it. So let's, let's go. Let's taste a little bit of
1: right. it. I will just continue to fill time with my voice while the other two drink it, so then that <laughs> way they can fill in while I drink it afterwards, right? Tyler, go first.
2: Yeah, first and foremost is I'm still getting the uh, very pilsner kind of flavor profile with a little bit of maltiness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice on the palate, though. Like yes. it, it's not over and above. Um, it, it doesn't try to be this huge malt forward kind of beer. Um, very, very clean. Very clean.
0: Yeah, the, you know what we we mentioned how Christian, uh, the brewer at Paris, has a ton of experience and a ton of experience in kind of the traditional styles and from the countries where the the beers originated from and i i think if you were to go to germany for example and have a pilsner this is very similar to what you would get this is not necessarily uh a beer that you might find often here in canada but i i really like this beer actually and i really like the kind of traditionalness of it now
1: do you think it hits in terms of the floral notes and the noble bitterness that is described
0: so I'm not really getting much floral, right. but I mm-hmm. would say, yeah, like the bitterness is, it's not what you, you would get from like a West Coast IPA, obviously. Um, but yeah, it it's there. It has like a bit of a bite, um, but it's a, it's still a clean, crisp, refreshing beer. Yes.
1: And I'm getting, the, you get the bite on the back end, obviously. Um, take, in terms of. Take just one second. Hey, take, I, I just see
2: Chris going here. Take a big gulp of that though. Take a big gulp. A I
1: big gulp, eh? Yeah. yeah, take a big gulp. Not Seven Eleven, just here.
2: I just I did the same sort of thing, and I got actually more floral in that kind of like just a larger quantity in my mouth. Mm. Maybe I I, mm. I,
0: I I have a hard time kind of from a, a flavor perspective hitting floral. Sometimes, yep. um, never really eaten the flowers, so
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> no dandelion wine or anything. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I mean. Like I said, I think this is a really well done beer and, and we mentioned like that's what we we're expecting. Like the beers might not be absolutely amazing in terms of our kind of what our palate's like, but it's gonna be well done.
1: We we knew it wasn't gonna be a one going in.
2: Absolutely. Right?
1: That's yeah. one of, one of those things. Uh very crushable on a hot day, uh producer Pierre is coming in with. So right I, now.
2: Yeah, the comment on that though. I, I think that this beer is kind of that um
1: let's call it an equator
2: beer, right? Yeah. Is, yeah, it, it could be crushable on a hot day, but I also feel like you could have this on the north side of the equator as well, and it'd be a little bit cooler, and this still is is a good beer. Absolutely. I feel like this kind of goes both ways. You can have a very hot day and enjoy this, or you could be
1: settled uh, you know, on like a, a cold... Uh, um patio yeah putting some work in outside when it's minus five and you have this beer the first one to start off like yeah you know yeah absolutely percent nice, right after the i'm getting a little bit of away. breadiness though as i kind of in the mid and the yeah. beginning yeah. Is somebody getting that breadiness yeah, yeah i could see that
0: a, a little bit and i think obviously that comes from the maltiness right um, absolutely which yes. you would expect from again from a from a pilsner
1: now yeah. would you give this beer to somebody, for example, and producer Pierre is coming in and is like, would you give this beer to somebody who, you know, normally drinks Budweiser, Coors, you know, all the basic domestics, if you will? Um I'd give any beer to anyone. Well, that's yeah. I'm talking <laughs> like about throwing specifically out like a, a lifeline. Like Meal yeah. Race, the Bohemian Pilsner. So
0: basically the question essentially from Pierre is like, would this be a Comparable. you know an easy transition Correct. to craft yes. beer yes. from, you know, your 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 big brands, right? Um, I would say yes, but it's also a little bit more sophisticated than you may, you know, maybe just your regular lager that you might find at a craft
1: brewery. And that may come from the triple per hops that are included in that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I would say no.
2: Okay, Yeah. there you go. Yeah, I would say probably not, because if you come in thinking it's going to be more like a Coors or another light, that you're thinking more of like that kind of mainstream Pilsner, whereas this has more characteristic. It has more depth to it, and if your mindset is thinking, okay, I'm having a Coors light, you're not going to probably enjoy this right off the hop. Correct,
0: I would yeah. agree. I don't think I don't think someone who drinks those beers a lot would enjoy this one necessarily.
1: Yeah. No. Now, uh, necessarily a fun fact, if you will, is that a lot of brewers hate untapped in terms of the pilsner uh loggers always seem to get around that three five rating right uh because you know there isn't much distinction although you know if they hit on what they're supposed to be clean refreshing should it get to four and above well
2: we're gonna find out later on oh. uh, for sure but yeah depending on what we give it we i mean, we'll find out uh, i think producer Pier is kind of sinking my ship on this one <laughs> you'll find out later <laughs> on so, maybe so we'll, why don't we talk
0: about the f- uh, five flavor profiles that are on on top. Let's um, do that. So the first one that comes in is crisp, um, yeah. which uh, okay. I'm getting. I agree crispness. with for sure. Yeah. It
2: well, wasn't my first. No. Well, because no. we'll, we'll, we'll I've find had out. this beer before. So yes. okay. Uh, okay yeah. it, I actually had uh, crisp was number two. Okay. Now, did you have it um, in a flight or a full pint of it? I had it just in a flight. Okay. And, and actually, it was the last uh, beer in my flight. Okay. Uh, okay. As well. All so right. that's get, consideration get to
0: too. So the second one is crushable. Now, I mean, I could probably crush this beer, but I think this may sound weird, but it might be doing a disservice to this beer to crush it. Okay. Like it's not meant to be crushed. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I think
1: it's one of those beers you can definitely have one or two of, but like you want to buy a six pack of that and then drink all six of them.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally.
1: You want to enjoy this beer, not just drink it for the sake of drinking it. Yes. Right.
0: Um, so number three is dry. Um it's a little bit dry, but not nothing. Would be three for me. I no, think I, don't I think, think so. it's five
1: personally. Uh, yeah. I'm producer Pierre coming in again with that as well.
0: Uh, number four is Malty, um, which yeah. I'm. That would be my three personally. Yeah, be my three. I'm I'm getting maltiness for sure. And number yep. five, uh, which you mentioned, Brett, is
2: bready. Yeah. and that would be
1: four for me. So there you go. Yeah,
2: right. So what was your number one then, Tyler? So I had it as crushable. And the reason for is because I feel like I could have several of these. Yeah. Again, it doesn't mean I have to like dummy them. For sure. I feel like if I did buy a six pack, I could sit here tonight and have a six pack of these and be quite content.
0: Because they can be crushable within a long time frame. You're not necessarily crushing one in like five minutes. And I think that's
2: kind of the distinction that we have to make is like there's crushable like just you can pound it back, boom, done. Yeah. Or like. It can be a beer that's repeated, right? We've had some stouts before, some high-alcohol content beers. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a good beer, but we don't want to have probably more than one a night, right?
1: Yeah. And my thought on this beer is it's one of those ones that you can keep in the fridge, and if you want something that you can trust and you or know— reliable. And yeah, relia- yeah. Yeah, reliable. Yeah, all reliable—
0: that's a good call right Yep. speaking of
1: other people's thoughts on this we should dive into untapped users and chris you have the first one
0: yeah so the first one comes from bruce t uh driver underscore bruce uh, diver diver, diver. Oh, diver. diver. Yes. sorry sorry yeah, yeah. my bad
1: underwater okay. over here yeah. it, it's hard to read <laughs> uh,
0: so on uh, christmas eve uh stated mm, i like pro hops in this style nice balance and aftertaste Cheers. Cheers to you, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce gave it a 4 out of 5.
2: There you go. The next one is Mike L. Luttman is the handle on November 17th. Stated, solid biscuity Pilsner goodness. 3.25 out of 5. Okay. Now, I'm going to get us started here. And again, I did have this October 30th, so not too, too long ago, right before Halloween, which coincidentally is an anniversary for them, as we found out. Yeah. And I did have it as a taster. It was the last taster I had, and I did give it a 3.5. And this is where producer Pierre shoots me in the foot and says, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the average of, of the beers is yeah. around 3.5. <laughs> um, I'm going to stick with my rating of 3.5 with this. Um, it is a good, solid beer. Oh, reliable for Tyler there. And, yeah, and, and remember, right? It follows that kind of Czech Pilsner kind of uh, flavor.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to come in uh, a little bit higher than that. So I think this is, a, a, again, like I mentioned, a really good... Uh, Pilsner, uh, I'm going to give it a four.
1: You know what, Chris? I think I'm going to agree with you on this one. I'm going to give it a straight four as well. And producer um, Pierre is also going to give it a four. Um, So, Tyler, what does that give us as an overall score? Yeah, so that's going to give us a
2: 3.875, which means we're going to round that puppy up to a overall of 4.0. Well,
0: that makes sense. Well, let's move on to beer number two. Right. the second beer we're having today is a limited release under the Tag Work brand, and it's a Witte beer with Quince. Uh, so the Tag Work brand is Master Brewer Christian's Personal Creations, and this beer was actually first released as a collaboration with Bose Brewing back in 2018. So he's kind of redone mm-hmm. it with Paris.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so you may be asking, what is Quince.
2: I was actually just going to ask. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, what actually, i quince. Please
2: I've been, inform.
0: I've been pronouncing it incorrectly. It's actually pronounced quince. Ah. Uh, and so, basically, it's a small and rounded palm fruit that grows on trees. And it's actually very tough when raw. So, it's best enjoyed
2: cooked. There you go. Hell, Farmer Fife likes yeah, to say, yes, I yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, I should have
0: known that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this beer comes in at 7% ABV with 20 IBUs.
2: Now, one thing I do want to bring up, that's not on this uh, bulleted list of points to bring up, but I'm going to go off script because that's what I do best. Okay. Producer Pierre has had this beer... He
0: has. How
2: limited limited is said release? Because the last time that Pierre had this was February, and we are now coming up on the new February. So that is a 12-month interval.
0: Well, maybe they release it every, let's say, November to
2: March. So my point going to this is essentially that it is a limited release. If that's the case, we know that Pierre had it last February, that you might want to get your hands on this prior to... To the next limited release, right? All right. <laughs> so this beer has a fruity, tangy, tart uh, kind of aroma medley. Um, it's dancing with peach impressions, which is nice. I, I'm big. Fan I, of like peach. Peach yeah, I like peach and impressions. So there pe- you yeah. go. And it's got like coriander. So we looked at uh, you know the the first beer that we had that had some kind of like floral notes. We'll see if the coriander comes through, um, which kind of transitions to like this magenta mild dry finish. So it says. Now, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to you Brett, but I'm going to do it anyways because that's who I am as an individual. This pairs disservice well me. Makes sense? Yep. <laughs> pairs well with cheeses, freshly shucked oysters, mussels and salmon. Um three, I only like one of those. Three so. out of the four I dislike yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we we know Tyler loves his uh, seafood.
2: <laughs>
1: yes. yes, I'm a big fan of mussels, right? right. Yeah. Oh no. mussels oh, I I, I love
0: all of those things. Yeah, well, well, good
1: for you. Yeah. Anyway, so the winner is originated in Belgium. It's is normally brewed with unmalted wheat and malted barley with a spice of coriander and orange peel hot flavor and bitterness is generally low but it has a high carbonation and a dry medium finish
0: nice, nice. so uh we mentioned how each beer on their website has a playlist so the playlist created for this beer is actually called quinn's juice um and features funk songs um, so kind of interesting uh so on on top for this beer there's 53 check-ins um That comes with an average of 3.89 bottle caps out of 5. So we're drinking this one out of the bottle. So the bottle has 28 ratings with a 3.87. Now, we mentioned how this was originally released by Bose. So that beer er, has about 2,100 check-ins with a rating of 3.6. And it looks like, I was taking a look through it, quite a few people are actually checking in this Paris beer to this Bose beer on Untapped. so Paris
1: for four Bose.
0: So it's actually probably more than 53 check-ins
1: for the Paris one. Makes sense in terms of limited release, but then producer Pierre got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm following now. Okay. So Glad you're following. So what we're
2: going to do in this case, because it's tough to actually get the glassware of the bottle and the bottle opener, so I'm going to ask that everybody get their bottle opener, their bottle, and let's open her up. Nice.
1: All right. So I'm going to start. Sorry for the delay. I got to open up mine up now. I dropped it.
2: Oh, Oh, there you go. All
0: right. Well, we are uh, pouring this into our Wittebeer glass or our Weizen glass. Sorry. So make sure to use your proper glassware.
2: Nice. I love the hue coming out of this. It's very um, kind of that rosé, magenta-ish kind of color, right? As, As you pour it. Excuse me, I'll put the bottle down. There it is. Um, on the visual, I've got a nice fluffy head. Um, it About looks, two fingers looks, depth, looks I'd good. say. Yeah, yeah, pretty big head. Yeah, I, I poured it with uh, a little bit. You might see a little bit less in the Instagram picture. Um, but yeah, very kind of that pink hue, if you will. Um, yeah, pinkish-reddish hue, for sure. Yeah, even, it kind of looks. Even the head is a little bit pinky in here. Right? It
0: is actually. So it, it kind of looks similar to. Uh, I remember in our first season we featured lot ten, and they had a. I think it was a raspberry wheat. Yeah. that yes, we did. It yeah. kind of looks similar to that. Actually, it does. That's and
1: you can definitely tell it's very highly carbonated. So we get a little closer, and they can see all the bubbles flowing yes. through. And obviously, as I mentioned, you know, this style of beer is heavily carbonated.
0: And on on the nose, it smells very fruity.
1: Are you get, see? I'm getting the
2: this, and you mentioned this in the first uh, beer. Yeah. But I'm getting that kind of coriander kind
1: of smell coming through. Mm. Um, I don't know if uh, you, you can pick s- up on coriander. I'm getting a little coriander yeah. with apparently. I'm I'm going to describe it as quince. Uh, I don't know what I never had the fruit itself, uh, but I'm going to assume it's maybe that.
0: Yeah, same. I, I I'm going to assume it's the quince, but uh, definitely, like I said, getting that fruity smell.
2: Mm. I think. I <laughs> so. <laughs> The way I'm going to describe this might not be the best way. And I, I can understand that.
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to this.
2: But do you know how, like, um, whether it's like a grandma kind of situation, like an older relative. A
0: grandma situation. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like a grandma or older relative that had like a very kind of like floral kind of like scent, right? That's what I'm getting from this. And it, it, it feels kind of comforting, to be honest with you. Like, it's it's traditional, but yet there's this kind of floral
1: fruitiness that's coming through. and that's what I'm pretty I'm sure that's this. in Grandma's Sweater of the Bath and Body Works candle series.
2: It could, <laughs> you know what? It could be if that series actually exists. <laughs> Good. I don't know. No, yeah, of course. Probably. It you know probably does, though. You is all I it's, shit. It's, it's a fine mix between the fruitiness as well as the floral. And, and that's what I'm picking up.
0: Well... Why don't we uh, taste this bad boy?
2: Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's let's do that. Or bad girl. Mm.
1: I don't know what quince is, but I like this. Mm. That's actually very refreshing. Chris, you seem to finish finished your sip. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I like that actually. Uh, I agree. I, I I've never had a quince before, but it tastes kind of citrusy, but not. Um, I I don't know. It's it's nice though.
2: Yeah, I can't put my finger on it because no. I okay. think it's a fine mix between the floral as well as the fruit.
0: Well, and also, so this is, that is a coriander. This report. is a, a, a Wittabier, right? Yeah. So uh, you we, still get
2: a little bit of banana coming through.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I was going to say the banana may be kind of putting off the flavor of the quins, Um, but I think they mix well together.
2: Yeah, producer Pierre saying something about clove. I'm not really picking up on it personally, but by all means, uh, Pierre's allowed to.
1: Of whatever kind of taste. So I'm just going to say it states here that quince um, has an astringent, sour taste. Quince. Quince. Yeah, sorry. you keep going back to the. Eh, you know. Uh, has anybody ever had a, like a persimmon before? Yes. It's kind of very similar to that. Okay. All right. Because that's yeah. what it says here. I'm just literally farmer Fife looking the almanac
2: exactly, <laughs> checking right? it out.
0: It's it's not that it's not sour to no. me. No. Um,
2: but it's fruity enough, but also like a white beer.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because it's not like fruit in your face, um, and I think it it actually balances pretty well.
2: Um, I applaud Paris for doing this because yeah, I agree. you don't, as we know, we don't see this like ever.
0: No, it's rare to see a, a Quinn's beer.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we look at the top five flavor profiles? I'll start us off with number one: tart. Yes,
1: well, but not number one. It's in the top five for me, mm-hmm. not number one.
0: That's interesting because I'm not really get getting all. tartness, yeah.
1: Yeah, especially because it is a whippy or
2: not a sour, right? Yeah. Okay. Number two, wheat. Maybe I think the Quince is also style, drawing that out as well. Just because of the style, do you think? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, three, dry.
0: Yeah, this is this, this is, is, is coming through Very dry. Very in the back
1: yeah. end, 100%. Yeah. Uh, four, fruity. I think fruity is going to be one or two for me.
0: I agree. I, th- I think fruity would be number one.
2: Yeah, I think fruity and then that coriander again like should be one, two.
1: But. Mm. See, I'm not getting much coriander. Where are you getting the cor- beginning, middle, or end?
2: No, so what I'm getting is when I have my sip is it's very fruit punch. Like mm-hmm. not fruit punch, but yep. like fruit fruit a front. A bunch of fruit. Yeah, yep. I get what you mean. Then it goes into more of like a floral note, and there's no tartness throughout. And then oh. I kind of am getting that wheat beer kind of flavor, like mm. a banana kind of ish on the back end. See, I'm getting
1: more of the tartness on the back end. Personally. Really? Yeah. Mm. Hey, to each I own. get a little bit of banana. Don't I? Not disagree with you there. Yeah. But I think as if you let it simmer in your mouth for a minute, on the swallow, if you will, because yeah. uh, again, I have to use that once per podcast. Uh, I feel as though you're going to get a little bit more freeness to it. Yeah. So have another sip. I have. Have another one. I, I will continue <laughs> to have
2: them until it's done. But I think that's it. It's like the evolution of this beer, and uh, kudos, obviously, to Christian on this. Is just like it speaks through different languages, if you will. Throughout the beer, yeah, like I, fruit, floral, mm-hmm. and yeah. then the traditional kind of wheat beer. So I, it, I think uh, we progression.
0: I think we'd see this with a lot of the Paris beers. Is they're they have complexity to them, right? Like it's yeah. not just a, a you know standard wheat beer, yeah. right? Okay. It, it's got that complexity and different flavor profiles that you get. Um, and the three of us are getting different things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think
1: it's one of those things. Like obviously, we noticed through the Bohemian Pilsner in this one. It's like you know you're gonna get quality and you know traditional. But then it got a little bit of ambiance, a little bit of, uh, you know, certain je ne sais quoi, if you will, in terms of what you got. We got it both from the Mill Race and we're getting it from this one as well.
2: Nice. So the last flavor profile, just to touch base on it, was smooth. Um, I think it's a smooth. It goes down smooth from from yeah, I think Yeah, so. it's smooth we beer. Have to, we have to also remember, too, is a lot of the ingredients are from the farm. True. I tend right? kind to of think yeah. so, yeah. So kudos to that as well. Well, producer
0: uh, Pierre, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah. He's saying that... Uh, Quinn's is actually a flavor profile on 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 Believe it or not, uh, it's not in the top five. So maybe mistake for made. Mistake for made. I wonder
1: if it's in the top five in terms of that Bose one. Farmer five. Oh, maybe. What do you got there for the next
2: one? There, you uh, you can give us. I do have a, a thought from an untapped user. No, oh no, not, you don't no. want to do that yet.
1: No, I want you to do the information from Pierre there. Okay, well, you know, I should probably care about Pierre because you no, know, <laughs> he cares about me. Um, so he's thinking that banana should be included, maybe a little bit of sweetness as well. Yep. You find it sweet? Keep going. Oh oh, uh, he's also saying that quince. There is you go. C- yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Is what it is, right? We all make mistakes. Look at me. Anyway, similar in appearance to a pear and is bright, golden, yellow when mature. The tree goes about five to eight er, meters, not centimeters, because centimeters are very really <laughs> tiny. <tight>. Very small. <laughs> <laughs> five to eight meters tall and four to six meters wide. So pretty, pretty big. That's a big tree. Perfect. So we're going to move on now to the uh, untapped users. Now you can go oh, ahead. Oh, now I can do. Yeah, right. please. So this is from Dion N. And his handle is DNOTS8 uh, on September 18th. Nice and smooth all the way through with fruity undertones, which I agree with, while finishing with a mild tartness and a lingering dryness. And he rated it a 4 out of 5.
0: Nice. So the next one comes from Brenda D. Uh, Davy Ledgerwood is Brenda's handle. So on August 26, Brenda said, like beer with a hint of good apple cider and gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I'm kind of confused by that. Yeah, I'm not getting apple Anybody? cider.
2: No, but I th- I think maybe it's because of the lightness of it. Is it does kind of hold like a cider kind of profile because it is very fruity. But maybe that's again from Brenda's perspective, not understanding perhaps the the wheat beer kind of aspect. Yeah, yeah. True. And, and now
0: that,
2: that I'm, and if you bring it back to what you were discussing earlier on with the uh, raspberry wheat beer.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm, now right. that I'm seeing it, now I might say even there's a bit of sweetness in this yeah. beer and maybe I like yeah. i don't
1: think you've seen yeah. many quinn's ciders if you will right no probably so not. maybe that, maybe if you had a quinn cider if somebody out there made one it yeah. could be comparable who knows right
0: yeah so in terms of our ratings uh i'll get us started so out of five bottle caps i'm gonna give this a 3.75
1: okay uh i'm gonna stick with my seamer of the first beer which is a four all right so for me, I'm gonna give it a 4.25. Mm.
2: It is again when we look at the wheat beer kind of category, um, this is doing a great job and the progression of the beer through uh, the, I mean the beginning sip to the last sip here, as well as throughout the sips. It's it's very nice, very nice. Okay. Um, the producer is gonna give it a 3.5, which they had um, earlier on in the patio, which we discussed in the opening of this uh, episode. And uh, Chris, what's that going to give us?
0: So overall, that gives us a 3.875. So same as first beer, we're going to round that up to
1: a 4.0. That concludes the review of the Paris Beer Company and the beers that Christian provided for today's episode. Yeah, so
2: appreciate that. And coming up is going to be a discussion on various sports and where we're at in today's society.
0: All right. So there's been a lot going on in the sports world lately. So Has there been? There has been.
1: Okay. They're still playing.
0: Like every day. So uh, basically, we thought we'd do kind of like a whirlwind around, kind of discuss some hot topics in all the major leagues. All right. So first, we're going to touch on the NFL. So let's just talk about the regular season at first. So in terms of any surprising teams, if we have teams of... That we support. How did they do? That sort of thing. So well, firstly, the Cincinnati yep.
1: Bengals uh, did not see them winning the division in the beginning of September. True. Also, the Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sounds like a going thing.
1: Yeah. 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 They are
0: who they thought they were.
2: Yep. Now, what about our Patriots? So, so yes. How about them?
0: I, I. So we're all Patriots fans. We right? are, actually. I, yes, except 100%. for Pierre. Yeah. Yeah. Pierre's, for him.
2: Pierre. We're to talking about Pierre's team.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Let's,
2: let's leave that out.
0: So I, I think. I'm pleasantly surprised with Mac Jones. I mean, he's been Agreed. Solid. really good. Yeah, solid. Um, there were a couple of games there recently where he wasn't amazing, um, but still really good. But do you, do you
2: make- want amazing or do you just want consistency right now with a bit of a transition after Tom Brady? Era, right?
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, considering it's his first year, I think he's done a great job. Mel- great
1: job. is is a coach. It's yeah. not like he just had like a... Oh, I have Tom Brady. I'm good. You, you know what? I like, He's a coach.
2: I, I do like to see this. So it's like Tom Brady is succeeding with Tampa Bay. He is. Sure. And Mac Jones is doing well with the Patriots. Yep. And it's kind of the best of the situation. What we made of it,
1: it's worked out well as a Patriot fan. Absolutely. Yes. Agreed. Uh, Pierre or Pierre coming in. Uh, Ravens, bit of a disappointment. Chargers, bit of a surprise. Now, why is the Ravens uh, a bit of a disappointment? Do you think it's because their defense
2: wasn't as good as it used to be? Well, I mean, Lamar I Jackson's
0: barely played this year,
2: Yeah. right? So, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. Right.
0: Uh, I uh, would say also, I was expecting the Rams and the Chiefs to be a little bit of juggernauts in the AFC and the NFC, and they've been kind of middle of the pack. I, I think Mahomes. Though, I think
1: bad Mahomes, though, Right. Personally, I think Mahomes has kind of been playing hurt a little bit this year.
0: Yeah, I think so. And Stafford's been hurt too. Yeah. I
1: think I think the Chiefs will turn it on. Twelve, twelve, four, twelve, five. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Again, I mean, they, have, they play next week this year, right? So you, you take that, right? For sure, right? I mean, as long as you are winning in the playoffs, who cares?
2: Unless you got them Packers
1: at thirteen and three. <laughs> that one I did not see. Aaron Rodgers didn't even want to be there. Yeah, and exactly. let alone he's still there, and he might have turned in. I don't think he's going to win MVP, but he turned oh, in an MVP. I, I think he will. I think, he I think will he's win got a MVP. pretty good case. You yeah. think so? All, All, right. right.
2: All right, Maybe we switch over to NHL right now. What do you guys got?
0: Yeah, so there's been a lot of COVID postponements lately. It's um, been tough. Thanks, right? Canada. Been tough. Been tough. So basically in terms of I, i'm a Leafs fan yes, sir. so uh, that sucks
1: for you yes sir uh, i don't Not think so really. have you checked the standings yeah i uh, guess ah, still in the first time. <laughs> third in Who the Atlantic.
0: yeah so they've been doing pretty well um obviously matthews is on fire as usual um they've been they had a hard covid scare but basically it actually worked out well Because they postponed their games They didn't have to play Without players right.
2: right The The Marner kind of conversation About oh we should trade Marner We should trade somebody Off the top line What this looks like It worked itself out Yep They're playing well Um. And goaltending been pretty solid. Yeah. Oh, Campbell's okay. been amazing. Campbell's been good. Yeah. So
0: he, he's in line for a uh, Vesna. You like, think he's
2: going to win the Vesna? No, no,
1: no. I, no, no he's no, he's, no, he's no. in
2: contention. We
1: talked
0: about it. I mean, if he plays this way all year, then yes, he will win the Vesna. All
1: I will say is the Bruins, even though they put one of the least amount of games in the, in the schedule so far, um, I'm just going to say, Lennon's Allmark, he's been on fire. So it's sure. fine. What? Now, what about, wow. our, what about our hometown kid, Jared
2: McCann? Right, Jerry McCann, local yep. kid to Stratford. Yeah, for uh, sure. Doing well there. He was a very brief stint with... Uh, like, guns. maybe a couple hours? No, he was a little bit longer. cup coffee, if you will. You knew when they were doing the expansion draft with the Kraken there that... Uh, he wanted
1: was, to release the Kraken.
2: It was evident that he was definitely going to be going that way. It was going to
1: be him or Kerfoot. Which, yeah. which yeah, was
2: sure. very unfortunate because, I mean, Jared McCann, good kid. Um... I, I know his sister as well So yeah. uh, Comes from a good family And he, he's doing well With the Kraken So nice to see that
0: So obviously We just had The recent news About the NHL Not sending their players To the
2: Olympics <laughs> Can we oh Can we stop for a second And just have a brief conversation Maybe about the juniors
1: okay. I know well, it's not producer part of Pierre the NHL was I, like, know I know Pierre I know Pierre lying On his it. couch Yeah, yeah. About it. I know But But you're right In retrospect He may see A world genius juniors this year Just with China involved Yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so February, about, about, about the Olympics, go
2: ahead. I just wanted to touch yeah, base on it. Ahead.
0: Yeah, I know it, it sucks to not have the World Juniors, right? Because um, we look, it, it it actually sucks more that the tournament started and then yeah, it shouldn't goal, have started in the first right? place. Personally,
1: but that's just meant, right?
0: um In terms of the Olympics, like to me. It's nice to have the NHL players there, but there's so many other sports, and we'll touch on the Olympics a little bit. But there's so many other sports to keep you involved with the Olympics that it's not a huge loss for me. Right. Correct.
2: And Pierre's saying, obviously, you want kind of like the Crosby McDavid out there. Uh,
1: but P- Pierre took the whole week off just to watch the World Juniors. Well, and then
2: halfway through, he's like,
1: oh, uh, what I do I do now?
2: I haven't seen a, a French team in the Olympics for hockey in a while. So um, <laughs> let's move on to the NBA. We're. It's Fast and Furious. Baby. Yeah, we're we're fast going and crazy here. Number nine. So uh,
0: NBA as well. Uh, they've been getting hit with tons of COVID. They've uh, released or they've loosened the rules about players that you can sign from yeah. the G League. Uh, so there's a lot of no-name players going on. In terms of surprises this season, like the Golden State Warriors, I thought they would be pretty good after last year. But even without Clay Thompson, they've been amazing yeah, this year. Yeah, but he's Just now back. back.
2: Just came back. Yeah, he's now back. He, he's
0: back now. Last so night, I yeah. I can imagine that they're going to be. Uh, awesome the suns as well they're still being playing really well after making the finals last year is a
2: yeah,
1: bit of a 30, surprise 30 and 9 see i don't yeah. i didn't see the suns as a surprise but i mean obviously i not good at predicting sports so there you go we've seen that before yeah and bingo uh the one thing i will look at is the raptors when fully staffed and producer pierre me. uh they look like a, a playoff team and the one thing that the raptors have going with them is that when a west coast team is going to come to canada to play that one game in canada per year they're not going to send everybody. So, if you look back at the Golden State game yep. they played, they sent no Curry, no, like, literally nobody. Know, they sent a G League squad. It's it's too bad that that's where
2: we're at right now. It's like the yeah. advantage is played because of that.
1: And again, it all depends. Like, say, for example, if the Raptors get Brooklyn in the first round, yes, I was our, just going to say, I
2: put
1: the Raptors
0: all him. He can't play in Canada or in Brooklyn. Exactly. I yeah. put
1: the Raptors on him. Again,
2: is that what we want to see for the sport?
0: Uh, if it it's benefits a, us, yes. It's God. not
2: what you want to see. Don't that.
1: You don't that. But Scotty Barnes is gonna take over.
2: Yeah, that's but, all. And
1: Freddie Flamplete. But we looked at the, awesome the other
2: days way. when we looked at like kind of this half uh, ass kind of squad put together, right? Is the Raptors? Oh, the if Raptors you're not playing got clean you know, on Boxing The Raptors day. got demolished because of the COVID stuff, and that's oh, sure, the problem sure, that yeah. we're sitting with right now. So that's the whole league though, right now, right? I know, and that's why it, it doesn't bringing it in doesn't, a
1: guy back like Joe Johnson for example, who hasn't played in four years. Like, hey. You no know,
2: play. It just we doesn't, it doesn't feel the way it should. So I, I agree, think we can but, all agree on yep, that. I agree with that. Yeah. And with that, let's move on to MLB.
0: Yeah. So MLB obviously in a lockout right now. So first of all, do we think there's going to be a season? And if so, when does it start? Like personally, I think we'll see spring training probably start around April, um, and then have a condensed season, maybe a hundred games, something like that.
1: No, I think, I think it'll be done by end of February, beginning of March. I think we're going to see a okay. reduced spring training, uh, we're gonna start on time, but the rosters will be expanded. So say like thirty, thirty-five guys. Just Ooh. yes, that's what I even personally. with
2: COVID they weren't doing that. Though. Yeah,
1: I th- I think you're gonna see a roster size a lot larger just for the first few weeks to be just to get everybody like you know warm and in. Seasoning. Game so one game thing shape, yeah.
2: One thing I did talk to uh, Brett the other night About offline Was I do want to have A MLB fantasy Like full, This is correct Yep yeah. Full on fantasy Keeper league yeah. That I want to set up Where everybody comes over here We have some hors d'oeuvres We put on the projector The hors d'oeuvres
1: He means beers
2: Beers and <laughs> hors d'oeuvres And we do it like A whole live thing I want to actually Get serious about it I want to get some friends Chris you in
0: Auction draft or... You in Yeah I'll do it
2: Alright Oh you know I'm in Pierre. Yeah. And I see. He's forking out his money already. because he knows you know he's not what? winning. Not like uh, we want to do any kind of legal gambling, but we'll put 100, 100 bucks down. Uh, make it Agreed. Good. Well, so, why don't
0: we talk about the Olympics then? So the, of gambling, <laughs> the Olympics <laughs> The Olympics are coming up in uh, February. So, um, Winter Olympics this year in Beijing. Uh, what do we feel about the Olympics? Do we like it? Do we not like it? I, personally, I get really immersed in the Olympics. Is it going to happen? Yeah, yes. it'll happen. We're yeah. saying it's
2: happening too it, much mula involved do you think yeah. that some of the sports won't happen because of it though
0: uh, i think some countries Modified? will have an issue sending play, like people russia because won't. well <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like so, in soviet sorry, russia we go sorry, anywhere. So for, for
0: example here in canada like we have competitions to see who's going to go to the olympics and those competitions haven't necessarily been held yet right so there might well, be a, curling yeah, yeah. exactly yep. like i think doubles. it's one of those
1: things where like we're going to send people maybe not in every sport but as long as they're willing to quarantine it depend i think it depends on the individual who's getting sent from the specific event
2: for sure and Pierre states the same sort of thing you know it loves the olympics when they're curling especially the mixed doubles uh, hockey when there's the caveat the, the
1: NHL players are there. Who does not love ski jumping watching it on Wednesday oh, at 7 a.m. in the know morning? You what? <laughs> skeleton, though. I agree. Oh, skele- bobsled. skeleton! Skeleton, bobsled, is luge. luge. Yeah. I
2: love it all. I yeah. like
1: watching ski people do three and a half jumps in the air. You, yeah. love, to see, you love to see
2: old... Because you're never going to watch it for the next four years. Old CFL players become bobsledders. Yes, that's right. Oh, yes.
1: Jesse Olmstead here. All right. yeah, exactly. All right. Well, all right. Why,
0: that's, that's a lot of sports talk really quickly. So why don't we wrap it up right now? All right, and that's all for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off
2: Thursdays for a producer special.
1: And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite friend from Paris, whether it be Ontario or France. Paris.
2: So from all of us and producer Pierre, I'm Tyler.
0: I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.